What up, podcast land? This is your host, Jim and Joe, with the Fan for All Seasons podcast. And on today's episode, we're talking baseball, Braves baseball. And on the, and I've also got uh, my buddy Anderson Kennedy on with me today. He's kind of my Braves insider. Anderson is a friend of mine, goes to the University of Georgia, and is a big Atlanta Braves fan like myself, and probably most of our listeners here. So without any further ado, let's chop it up, man. What's going on? Doing all right? Yeah, just living the dream, dude. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pumped up for some Braves. I'm very excited. Long overdue. I know we all are. So what? But let's let's get right into it, man. So who, in your opinion, of the Braves' young pitchers, do you think can make the biggest impact on the starting rotation in 2018? You know, I, I really love Gohara, and I know that he's going to be out until roughly May or so. So the guy I'm looking at here is it's got to be Sean Newcomb. This is his sophomore season. He's coming off, you know, a little bit of a rough start to his major league career. There was talk of him getting sent down at times. He's got plus plus stuff, a little bit of a little bit of some control issues, but his curveballs wipeouts, and if he can learn to locate that fastball, I think he could really come on as one of the Braves' premier arms. Um, I really like Sean Newcomb. He's definitely the guy I'm watching this season for sure. No doubt, no doubt. So going into my second question here. So do you think the Braves will use a little more hit-and-run type offense with Ender, Enciarte, and Ozzy Albies 1-2 in the lineup? Yeah, you know, last season was really frustrating to watch because we know Ender's got that great speed. We know he's got it. He makes incredible plays in the outfield. And Ozzy came up, and he really didn't have a chance to really put his speed on exhibit either. With guys like Acuna coming... We've, we've got to run this offense. We're really lacking in the power department with the trading of Kemp. Hopefully Acuna will make up some of that slack. Uh, Freeman will hit his home runs. Mark Hakus will poke a few here and there. But for the most part, we, we are hit-and-run ball club. Uh, the Royals did it all the way to the World Series. Why can't we? That's what we need to do is we need to get on base and run the base as well. And hopefully Snitker doesn't uh, doesn't hold him back from doing that. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned uh... – um, stealing bases and stuff with the Braves new coaching staff, you know, Ron Washington, that Rangers club, that made it to the World Series against the Cardinals. Um, I can't remember the year exactly. Remember that team had Elvis Andrews on it? Recently, yeah. Recently? It was, it was about, I'd say 2013, maybe yeah, 2012. 20, 2012, 2013. Yeah, about that time. They, they were known for hitting and running as well. Yeah, so you would think that that would translate, you know, Washington would come over here and kind of implement that same style of offense. Um, I, I don't know if it's uh, general management that's telling, putting a bug in Snicker's ear and telling him, hey, let's let's not let's not run the bases, let's not steal so often. But um, hopefully with the, the change there, we'll definitely see some more hit and run style baseball. I'd, I'd love to see more hit and run. I per, I personally think it's enjoyable to watch, and especially for a team that lacks power. As long as you do the fundamentals right, and especially when it comes to hitting, you know, you'll be just fine offensively. We've. 50% of our defense, our offense, should be able to adequately steal bases. Swanson should be able to steal bases. Albies. Freddie could even get you 10. Ender. I mean, Acuna, and, it's all there. And that's what I was going to say. You, you definitely know Acuna's got oh, that speed. Absolutely. But we'll, we'll get more into him as this interview goes on. Absolutely. Um, okay, so moving on here. So how do you see the Braves handling the third base? situation this season third base oh man it's, it's funny it's 
I hate to be this guy, but ever since Chipper Jones left, that third, the hot corner has just been lacking. It's uh, We've gone through the Adonis Garcia phase. We've had Johan Camargo, who's performed well at times, mm-hmm. but with him on the disabled list, we're going to need somebody to bridge us, you know, to getting Camargo back. And ultimately, we want to see top prospect uh, Austin Riley come up mm-hmm. and really take over that position. I know uh, Chipper mentioned he has some real power, and that's what we really need to see from the third base position is somebody who can put one in the seats. Um, as far as what they're going to do, they recently sent Rio Ruiz down, who was my initial thought to take over the position. Um, and they recently have signed uh, Ryan Flaherty, and he's a, he's a career 215 hitter. Um, I, I really don't understand the move. I feel like I would rather see Rio go through some growing pains and Agreed. figure some stuff out. I um, agree. Because, to be honest, I, I don't see a 215 hitter, career hitter, uh, being able to provide more of a potent impact on the offense than, uh, than, than Rio Ruiz. I agree. Okay, so my next question for you. Uh, A.J. Minter has been compared to a left-handed Craig Kimbrell, and Rodis Vizcaino is a flamethrower on the right side. How do you see the Braves using these two guys for the 8th and ninth inning? As I really actually am optimistic about our bullpen. Um, I understand it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't come to, to the minds of baseball fans as being a strong bullpen, but... I do think that uh, Minner is a really, really, uh, really great prospect, and I'm hoping that he can develop into what will ultimately be a lights-out bullpen presence. Um, I think Vizcaino will definitely be our closer out of the gate. Um, If he were to struggle, I feel like Minter may be able to take over that role for him. What I would love to see is I would love to see Max Breed in the seventh, A.J. Minner in the eighth, and Arotis Vizcaino in the ninth. I feel like if we ran that one, two, three, um, we could really hold down some small, some small lead gaps. I think, I think that's a pretty talented, you know, seven, eight, and nine. Right, and I, you know, and I understand the Braves. You know, we've had our bullpen struggles uh, in recent seasons, and I just feel like with these guys, um, I feel like there's room for improvement. But they're really gonna, they're gonna put, they're gonna put in their all, and I think we're gonna get some pretty good results. Yeah, no doubt, and a guy that we. I haven't brought up yet is uh, Jose Ramirez, who pitched last year. Right, right. Remember the guy they got from Seattle. That's right. Yeah, I, I really, I really like Jose Ramirez as well. I feel like that's, you know, that's four um, respectable arms right there. Yeah. And um, I'm still unsure as to what they'll ultimately do with Scott Casimir. Will he make the rotation? Will he pitch out of the bullpen? You know, I, I really don't think that this Braves bullpen is something. You know, they're not the Yankees. They're not Robertson. They're not the Kansas. Um, you know, they're not Cleveland with Cody Allen and uh, uh, Andrew Miller. But I don't think that these guys are incapable of, you know, putting together quality outings. I, I really don't. I don't know why Braves fans are so hesitant to believe in the bullpen. I think they'll put they'll put forth a pretty respectable showing. I think I, I think so, too. I, I definitely think the bullpen is going to be a lot more improved this year. Okay. So my next question for you here. So Mike Fultonavich has been rumored to maybe going down in the bullpen with all these young, brave starting pitchers coming up or coming through the system. Can you see Mike being more effective in the bullpen as opposed to the starting row pitcher? I, I, I think Mike Fultonavich is kind of a guy who pitches with a lot of passion. 
Um, you you know, I've watched starts where he'll get very visibly upset on the mound, get very adamantly frustrated because he really, th- you know, he wants to put out the best quality outings that he can that he can do. And you know, I the idea of him moving to the bullpen, I, I like I like the thought of him firing in the seventh or the eighth, or even ultimately becoming maybe a closer. But the fact of the matter is, is the Braves are lacking in the pitching department. We are lacking great starting pitching. And right now, I think that Fulty's really one of our only more stable arms for the rotation. And I feel like he's more needed in that position than he is in the bullpen. I think Minter, um, Vizcaino, and you know guys like Max Freed, well, they're going to be able to hold it down. And I think Fulty belongs in the starting rotation. I, I think so, too. I think so, too. I the whole reason where I kind of when I was watching kind of came to why I had been reading some stuff you know, in the off season about people being like you, you know what are they going to do about Fultonavich you know and when all these pitchers come in you know there's Soroka obviously Gahara uh, Tuki Toussaint Tuki Toussaint Ian Anderson yeah um, I mean they got I mean we could go on I mean we could go on and on and we could do a whole show about Braves prospects and pitchers right it, you know and our, our batters are relatively here outside of big names like Austin Riley. I think I think our hitters are here. We're ready to rock and roll. Um, it's just the starting pitching's lagging a little bit. We've got we're probably a season or two out from getting these guys in, and I could see the Braves making some moves in free agency, bringing in some arms. So ultimately, Mike Fultonevitz may make his way to the bullpen. But as of the 2018 season, he to me is more needed in the starting uh, starting pitcher role. I agree. I agree, and I I'm really I'm really hopeful Mavis can take that step forward. Yeah, I hope so too. He's got he's got some great stuff, but at times he just lets his emotions get the best of him, and I hope he can reel that in and channel that into you know some more positive energy. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And one last thing about Fulton Mavis, like, like probably the best I can remember of seeing Fulton Mavis pitch last year, it was a, it was a Friday night in Oakland, and he was like, he he was an out away from a no hitter. Yep, that's right. In Oakland, and they got him. And, 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 and the A's ended that no hit bid. But watching that, I thought, holy smokes, you know, you know we really have something here. Yep. Maybe with Fulton. Uh, he's just—he's got to tighten up the screws a little bit, but I—I—I I, I like Fulton Evans. I think he's—I think he's one of our stronger arms in our rotation. I—I'm looking for him to take that take that next step. Um, him and Nukem both, I think, could really end up being some great arms if they can improve. No question about it. No question about it. So Freddie Freeman had an injury-plagued 2017 season. Um, what type of numbers do you expect from the Braves' first baseman in 2018? Uh, the other day I was doing a fantasy baseball draft, and they have Freddie Freeman projected as the number one first baseman in all of baseball. Holy smokes. Which I find that kind of, you know, I I love the idea. I'm a huge Braves fan. I love that they're projecting Freddie Freeman this high. But to project him higher than Paul Goldschmidt just seems a little little bit of a stretch for me. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that Freddie Freeman has really only, his max home runs of his career is about 34. He's never like eclipsed that 40 home run mark. Um, he's never hit as many uh, home runs as rookie Corey Bellinger did last year. I- I'm not taking away from Freeman as a hitter. I love the guy, but I think that we might need to reel in the expectations a little bit. Um, I'm expecting, if I were to get a ballpark estimate for um, 
for Freeman. I'd like to see him hit about 310 and hit 30 home runs. I hope he eclipses those marks. He should easily be able to eclipse 30 home runs. But I really want to see that batting average not take too much of a hit. So I'm going to say 310, 30 jacks for Freddie. That sounds, that sounds really good. And, and I'll tell you what, if he does that, um, then, then that's going to make a lot of Brave fans very happy. Yeah, if we can get Acuna up here and have him do some stuff, protect Freeman a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really think, I, I mean, sky's the limit for Freddie Freeman. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, say that Freddie Freeman's not an elite player. He is. It's just we haven't yet had that season where we've said, wow, wow. Look, at, look at this guy. He's mm-hmm. always been an above average guy. He kind of reminds me of a little better than Evan Longoria. You know, above average yeah. player. Yeah. Player people know. Yeah. But is he on that Goldschmidt, Joey Votto mm-hmm. level? Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And when you were talking about guys with elite seasons, you know, you talk about like what Chipper Jones did, you know, when he when he won the MVP in ninety nine and you know you know, we haven't seen Freddie Freeman's, you know, wow yeah. season where Freddie Freeman just, you know, takes off and is like this is my team. See, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I thought last season would be that season for him. I remember he was swatting them out the gate. I think he was leading the league in home runs. I think it was around like 14 or 15 mm-hmm. when he took the hand injury. And wrist injuries for hitters are lethal. I mean, the power department is lacking from that point forward. And after, um, after his return from his injury, Freddie really wasn't the same as far as the power department went. So I'm hoping that with the healed up healthy wrist, if Freddie can avoid injury, my, I'm expecting 30, but boy, wouldn't it be something if he could get 40. I, if he could eclipse that 40 mark, I would really put him in kind of, you know, on a pedestal. Like, like rarefied air? Oh, first absolutely. Baseman in, in Major League Baseball? Absolutely. And I hope Yahoo.com's right. I'm calling you out, Yahoo.com. <laughs> Number one projected uh, first baseman, Freddie Freeman. You heard it here first from uh, Braves insider Anderson Kennedy. Call it on Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, that's a first on the Fan for All Seasons podcast. I don't, I don't think we've ever had a guest call out and uh, call out a website like that before. You just got to question some of these projections. Um, I, I, again, I'd love for him to be the number one first baseman. I've got him on my fantasy team, so please knock him in, Fred. Please. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so Johan Camargo had an oblique injury and is recovering, but if he's unable to go on opening day, how do you how do you see the Braves uh, handling the third base situation until Johan gets there? Well, unfortunately, with Rio Ruiz going down, I would assume it's our guy Ryan Flaherty, our two fifteen career hitter. Um, the, the roster moves surprised me a little bit. We've got Rio um, Rio Ruiz's clock already running, so I feel like the talent's almost being a little bit wasted down there in, uh, in minor league ball, unless, like, unless they're trying to fine-tune some things, I understand. But I guess um, Flaherty would be our utility bridge man to maybe get us to, um, to Camargo's return. Don't put it past the Braves to move old Freddie over to third, too. I was thinking about this the other day. What if we move Freeman to third, and then we take our guy Flaherty, our utility man, and plug him over in at first, and we run it that way? I don't know what they're really going to do at third base. Um, if I had... You know, again, if I had to, if I had to make a decision for him, I'd bring up Rio Ruiz. I'd plug him in over there. I'd make him and Camargo kind of have this friendly competition going on. Who's going to win that starting position? I feel like it'd be the best option for the team to have Rio Ruiz up. Young guy, energy. Uh, the roster move really surprised me. Mm, no question about it. No question about it. 
So what opponents or individual players are you looking forward to watching play against the Braves this season, either home, e- either at home um, at SunTrust Park or on the road? Uh, the first one that immediately comes to my mind is the Phillies. And, you know, that's you're probably thinking to yourself, why, why do you want to watch play the Phillies? We play the Phillies, I think, about 16 times in the first two and a half months of the season. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. So, and these are games the Braves should be able to win. The Phillies, their hitters are here. Their prospects are here. We need to be able to beat these guys and take them down and snag that division lead because, you know, realistically, with the, the Nationals being as good as they are, ideally we'd want to win the division, but wild card is more realistic for this team to achieve. And I think that winning those games against the Phillies out the gate would be really crucial for the Braves' momentum going uh, going towards the playoffs. Um, I really want to see uh, Jake Arrieta get taken deep after his little uh, his little holdout. I feel like that'd be really fun to watch Freeman rip one uh, rip one off Jake the right field. That'd be some fun stuff. Uh, another team I'm really looking forward to them playing is um, the revamped Brewers. Uh, just because I feel like the Brewers have done some really interesting off-season moves, they're all in. They're ready to rock and roll, I, and I I love their outfield with uh, with Yelich and uh, Lorenzo Cain and uh, Ryan Braun, whether he's in left or playing first base. I I just like the Brewers. I think they're an interesting team, fun team, competitive team that the Braves will really be able to benefit from playing. And uh, the Cubs and their almost their dynasty these days. Uh, I just, the Cubs, you know, I was pulling for them very hard in the most, uh, when they won the World Series in, uh, in uh, was it 16? It was 16. 16. Um, I was really pulling for the Cubs, but now they're one of those teams that I'm like, ah, just just go away. Y'all, y'all are so good. Y'all are such a great team now. Just get out of here. Joe Madden, you're a genius. Get out of here. I, I really want to watch the Braves beat some Cubs, beat some elite teams, you know, maybe snag a series, uh, two out of three games from them. I feel like that'd be some good stuff. And I think they're playing um, the Cubs at SunTrust, so I think that'd be a really interesting series. They're also going to Wrigley they playing the series um, there in well? April, yeah, nice. and it'll be really cold. So. Yeah. And then I'm, I feel like, and that's something we haven't really talked about is the schedule. I'm, I feel like the schedule makers kind of did the Braves, you know, some not-so-great favors. You know, having to go to these cold weather cities right. in April. Like, they go to Colorado on their first road trip. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. Wait, wait, what? Come on, Major League Baseball. Rob Manford, I'm calling you out. Yeah, call come out on, Rob. Man. Call come on, Rob. Rob. And his tooth gap. Yeah, come uh, on, Rob. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, it's, it's definitely going to impact the way the ball jumps off the bat, too. So, you got, you know, if the Braves aren't hitting a lot of bombs out the gate, don't worry, the power will come. Freeman will Freeman will do his thing. It's it's just gonna be. I think we're gonna need everybody to warm up, literally and figuratively. No question about it. So no question about. It. So, so my final question for you here, and probably one that you and I could talk about for a really long time. So, so what are your expectations for Ronald Acuna going into his rookie season, or going into his rookie year once he's called out? Oh, man, I'm probably expecting more than I probably should. You know, I, I don't feel like I've managed my expecta- or expectations very well with him. I'm just so excited to see this kid. Ball flies off of his bat. Phones will not stop ringing for this guy. The Braves have, are really sitting on a gold mine here. Um, as far as projections for Acuna, I, I'm trying, I, again, I'm really trying to keep it 
realistic for this guy. He's a rookie. Uh, he's being highly touted. I mean, it, it, he's the talk of the town. I don't know if uh, last season uh, Swanson was getting a lot of preseason hype. A lot. He was on commercials for you know MLB Network doing special interviews. I don't want all of this noise to get to Acuna's head. I want him to come up. I want him to be confident. But I don't want that to distract him from really learning at the major league level. All we can really ask for Acuna this season is for him to learn. We want this to be a lo- our long-term guy. We want this to be a, a staple name in the outfield. And I think he can do that. Um, I think, personally, that a successful rookie campaign for Acuna would probably be about 20 home runs. If he could hit greater than 280 at the, at the major league level, just out the gate, that'd be fantastic. I, I really sky is the limit for this guy. I honestly think he could hit over 300 and hit 30 home runs. I, I don't know. I really, really think that this guy is on another level, and we're in for a treat. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with Ronald Acuna. I, I pretty much echo the same sentiments you do. I think every Braves fan is very excited to see what Mr. Acuna can do. Um, I mean, like you said, the sky's the limit. I mean, he can do everything well. He's got all five tools. And, like, I, I was fortunate enough to go to a game, to a Gwinnett Braves game last season, and he hit leadoff for Gwinnett. And so he comes up, and he had a pop-out to left field. But, boy, I'll tell you, the ball sounds different coming off his back. I was recent, yeah, I was watching a video of him taking batting practice recently, and I'll, I'll tell you what, the sound that wooden bat echoes through SunTrust, it's absolutely insane. I, again, I just want to emphasize... You know, and I'm sure everyone already knows this. We just, we can't expect too much from someone so young. I mean, these guys come up all the time, weight of the world on their shoulders, and they don't deliver. And baseball is such a mental game. That can really get to you. You can go, he's going to go through some rookie growing pains. Someone's going to find a hole in his swing. He's got to make the adjustments to just continually battle and have great at-bats. And, you know, I really, really, really think that Acuna is going to be a franchise player. I really do. But we've just got to we gotta be ready to, you know. Temporary expectations. Yeah, we got we to gotta understand this guy's human. You know, injuries happen. No doubt. Um, slumps happen. No doubt. It, yeah. It's baseball. It's baseball. It's the sport where you fail more than any other sport ever. You better believe it, man. You get three out of ten hits, you're in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely crazy. No question about it. Absolutely crazy. Well, Anderson, it was a pleasure having you on the Fan for All Seasons podcast, making your debut. I hope we get to have you on again, and we'll be talking some more Braves baseball with you throughout the season. Appreciate it. I look forward to coming back during the regular season. Hopefully talking good stuff about a Ronald Acuna. Absolutely. Thanks, man.